1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 defines love as love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. I don't care how uh, independent independent you are. I don't care how many broken relationships you have experienced. Everybody wants to be loved. But everybody does not love you the same way that you love them. So that's where the confusion comes in in so many broken relationships. Your your expectations of thinking that somebody is going to love you like you love them. And it's not going to happen. Because everybody has their own form or idea of what they interpret love as being. But some people love is not about emotions. Uh, it can be a soul tie. It can be uh, a physical attraction. But the Bible defines love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, as first love is patient. And I think that's where we uh, end up in so many consistent, constant, arguments in our relationship because we we have lacked the the gift of patience with one another we are quick to defend ourselves when we feel like i want to be the the winner of this argument but nobody wins in an argument uh you want to be rushing the development of a relationship uh and you want to get out of the friend zone a lot quicker um some of us as women when we meet a man we already married to him without going through the process of knowing him uh, befriending him uh seeing him in action when you go through your seasons of life where you have your seasons of happiness uh grief uh sickness um Whatever your phases may be, we are putting ourselves in commitments and putting ourselves at the altar without knowing the person. And then you wake up one day in a marriage and you've married a stranger. You know nothing about them. So you have to be patient and let love have its perfect work. You have to be patient and go through the process of learning who that person is, learning their their different quirks and their different likes and dislikes, their mannerisms, their different behavior patterns and um, how they handle money, how they handle arguments, how they handle children. Uh, you have to be observant as you're growing. So love is patient. And it is kind. Uh, I think we have lost kindness when it comes to each other, not just in love in a relationship, but love in general with our friendships, uh, love of strangers. Um, I think 
we've we've lost kindness. We are quick to be aggressive and mean in our language. Um, we're not um, our lack of understanding, wisdom. Um, we are quick to judge uh, because we are lacking in the area of, of kindness. Kindness is not uh, a big gesture. Kindness is your actions, your motives, uh, what you say when a person is not there. Um, how do you respond when they've done you wrong? Kindness comes out and you can kill a person with kindness. You can love the hell out of a person with kindness, but we are so quick to spew out venom and poison, poisonous words out of our mouths instead of edification and, um, being caring of one's feel, someone else's feelings because we want to get our point across. And what's the point of getting your point across if all you're doing is um, having a, a whole row of or, or, or a whole um, line of destruction that comes out of your mouth because words are powerful. I don't care what we say. We say stick and, sticks and thong, stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. That's a lie. Words hurt worse than a physical uh, attack or physical assault at some point because words become emotional, psychological, mental, um, and it, and it's a lot harder to get over words than it is from a, a injury or wound from a, a physical hit or something. So, Words are important, so love does not envy. It's not jealous over your your spouse getting ahead on their job or getting promoted or making more money than you. And they're not jealous because everybody gravitates to you because you're you're charismatic or you're caring. Uh, love does not compete with you. It's not envious of your personality and your character. It's not envious that God is blessing you in this season where I may be in a season of lack. And so instead of me applauding you, I'm assaulting you, I'm, I'm being jealous of you. So no, that is that is not a part of love. And love is not boastful. It does not brag on successes or it does not brag on uh, a status of where they a person is, a title or, or a position that a person holds, it does not boast to uh, uplift you yourself over somebody else because they're lacking or they don't have the necessities or they don't have what you have. So it is not arrogant. It is not rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. So our definition of love has been distorted. And because our definition of love has been distorted, then the expectations that we put on one another can be so great that they're unattainable at times. And so when a person... Um, falls or a person makes a mistake or a person um, hurts you, then we throw love out the window altogether because we don't understand that we have to have all these um, things in a row in order to be successful in our love. I can say for me, 
I have learned throughout my relationships. I've had minor, small relationships. I've had little flings, but I've had maybe three good love relationships in my life. And I found myself giving more to that person than that person gave to me. And because they did not um, match my energy or they did not give me what I felt like was equal portions of love, then I found myself depleted a lot of times. I felt found myself um, really compromising who I was. I found myself um, trying to become somebody that I wasn't. And I found myself being the chaser um, the uh, in the relationship, the one that was always trying to make things right, the one that was always trying to make that person happy or trying to make sure that I was doing maybe a little bit more beyond what I should have to make the relationship work. And because of that, um, <laughs> I was told one time, you know, in, in one of my relationships that I pretty much let that person do whatever they wanted to do. And maybe if I would have put my foot down, then things would have been different. And in my mindset, I'm thinking, why should I have to put my foot down? And why should I have to pretty much tell you what you can and cannot do in order for you to love me or be in a relationship with me the way that I am with you? I can be faithful to you, but you can't be faithful to me. I can be um, there for you, but when I need something, you're not there for me. So I'm not getting an equal match or equal portion of love being distributed back to me as I've given to you. And so I've learned throughout the years that I have to love people where they are. I have to accept people where they are. And I have to... um, really realized that the expectations and the bar that I set was high. Was it attainable? Yeah, it was. But then I also had to realize that there are seasons in our relationships. There are seasons in our love um, that we have for other people and that we sometimes try to give permanent love to temporary people. And when I say we give permanent love to temporary people, we love this person as if this is um, till death do us part. This is the person I'm going to grow old with when their intentions was never there. Their intentions were you may be the, the person to love, that I love for this night or you may be the person that you're cool to be with, but you're not the person that I'm looking at long term for. So in my learning through this whole process of loving I, like I said, I wasted a lot of time um, giving away permanent love to temporary people. And it was a learning experience for me um, because I, I can't expect the lack of someone loving me the way that I love them to change the intensity of love that I carry within myself. When I love, I love hard. I love with everything that I have. I'll give you everything that I I, I can. I will support you. I will encourage you. I would uplift you. I would do so much for you to the point that that love is no longer love is unhealthy. It's an unhealthy balance. And so I had to learn that 
first and foremost, why was I depleting my reserve uh, and my love uh, for other people? And I wasn't giving that same love and energy to myself. I was accepting uh, certain things in a relationship that I told myself I would not accept. I would not accept cheating. I would not uh, accept physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, but I did. And I did because I felt like in order to keep that person in my life, I had to compromise that part of me and, and accepting that flaw in that person. And then I also felt like I can love that out of you, but you can't. You can't love something out of a person if they're not willing to change. They're not admitting that they're changing. They're not seeing the the, the um, their shortcoming. They're not seeing their fault in it. Then they're not going to change. They're not going to uh, accept what you're trying to do. I I have a fairy tale love sometimes where I want to be romanticized. I want to be taken out on dates, flowers, the, the whole nine yard. But everybody's not built like that. That's That may not be somebody's love language. And you have to be willing to, to not compromise, but you have to be willing to accept the level of love that people have based on what they learned. Um, I may have a, a blueprint of uh, two parents that were married uh, until my father passed. I never seen them argue um, with each other. I never seen either one of them be disrespectful to the other. And then on the other hand, my spouse or my mate may not have had that same upbringing. They may have had fights in the house or a lot of drama in the house. And, and I can't expect for that person to love me in the same manner because I may have also been in a relationship with somebody that was raised by a single parent because a parent died when they were younger, or I may have been in a relationship where they had no neither one of their parents and the grandparents raised them. And so that, mean, that means that the version of love that they received or they saw was entirely different from mine, but I expected them to match the same level of love experience that I had, and there was no fairness in that. So I learned to meet people where they are. I really went back and, and started looking at what love is according to God and according to the will that God had for us and when it came to relationships. And I say a lot of times that if you want to know how God loves us, look at your relationship with your children, look at your relationship with your spouse or your girlfriend. We love with conditions we do as humans, but God's love is intended, intended for us to be unconditional. That means we have no restrictions, no boundaries in it. I'm not saying that you are to love without wisdom because you want to make sure that your love is healthy and not toxic because there's a difference in the two. So um, you don't want to be so engrossed in a person that you lose your identity of who you are because you're trying to love them or you allow yourself to be abused or neglected or mistreated because you are uh, lacking a void in your life and you think that that void is going to be fulfilled by a person's presence. No, it's not going to be fulfilled by that. It's only going to be fulfilled by the love that God gives us that the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Love heals all wounds, all hurt, all pain. Love does that. 
Because love gives you a feeling. It gives you a sense of security. It gives you something that so many people are lacking and so many people are hungry for. People just want to be loved. They want to be felt like they are important in somebody's life. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be respected. They want to be um, treated as if, you know what, you're the my breath of fresh air. You're the best thing that I've seen all day. you somebody I want to spend my time with. You're somebody I want to hold hands with, love on, hug on. So people want to be, um, they want your words and your actions to match when it comes to love. Because you could say you love me, but your actions can be contrary to what you're saying. And that causes confusion. And because it causes confusion, then um, you get agitated because I'm like, okay, I, I don't understand how you're loving me when your actions are doing this. So don't expect people to love you the way that you love them. Some people love hard. Some people love to the point where it becomes dysfunctional. And when I say that it becomes dysfunctional, it's not love in the first place. It's love, lust. It's control. Um, then that's when you get stalking coming in. That's when you get that you, you, that property sense that you belong to me and me only. If I can't have you, if I can't love you, can't nobody else love you or have you. That's a distorted version of what love is. That's not love. That's control. That's something that's um, <laughs> demonic. I think that's a spirit. Um, that goes back to a brokenness, that goes back to whatever trauma that person has has had in their life, the distorted um, version of what, the toxic version of what they think love is based on what they've seen, so they repeat that cycle. So the cycle has to be broken. In order to be the cycle to be broken, you got to understand what love is. And a lot of us don't know what love is because we have not really experienced true love. We have not experienced unconditional love. There is uh, some, like a small percentage of people who I, I feel like, you know, based on my experiences and my witnesses of, of other people's relationship. I, I know a friend of mine that I lost not too long ago. But to see how her love, her husband loved her through her sickness all the way up until her death and how her needs was more important than his, how he not only took care of her in her most vulnerable state and when she couldn't do nothing for herself and he still loved her anyway. And that to me was the most um it was like a love that I just didn't didn't couldn't quite understand or wrap my head around. But that's one way that people you can really tell when people love you when you go through sickness, when you go through um, financial um, financial problems where you don't have anything when. Um, you have death in the family. Um, when you go through different trauma and hardships in your life, then people show you how they love you. 
And sometimes you surprise when things happen and that person is nowhere to be seen. But our necessities that we have in life is that our basic things to survive is shelter, water, and food. Those are basic necessities. But the core of that, too, is that we're, we're looking for love. We're looking for love and like the song said, all the wrong places. We're looking for love and uh, to fill a void. We're looking for love to heal our pain in our hearts. But we have to first, like I said, love ourselves. We have to accept people where they are. We have to understand that people are not going to love us like we love them. We got to understand that there are um, general generational curses that interfere with love. There's distorted, toxic versions of love that people have been exposed to as children. It, it's, a, it's your upbringing and what you've seen um, in your family. Uh, how many people stay married? How many people are divorced? How many people who um, have just stuck it through? Um, that we, we're dealing with a uh, um, over uh, alarming rate of divorce now, especially in the church. You know, we we are not staying together anymore because we are not loving each other biblically. We're not loving each other the way that we should. Uh, so I just want to get up here and say, you know, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. Everybody wants to feel like they are important or significant in someone's life. Uh, nobody wants to feel neglected. Nobody wants to feel like, um, you know, they don't deserve to be loved or they're not lovable because we all are. But um, in the same token, don't expect people to love you like you love them. It's just not going to happen. And um, just find out, you know, what works, works best for you. And don't waste your time with people who don't know how to love you because you get to. And I'm not saying people are not teachable because we are. I'm not saying that um, there's not somebody out there for everybody because it is. But don't let yourself, you know, be tricked and be fooled to think that, you know what, time has expired or um, you're okay with being by yourself, that it's not going to happen for you because you're, you're getting older or, you know, it has not worked out with somebody before because there's somebody out there that's praying to God for somebody just like you. They're praying that God will fix your heart, will fix your soul, that will fix you uh, and complete you so that when you come, they're not dealing with a project. They're dealing with a soulmate or they're dealing with somebody that can fulfill their life and help them to get where they need to get. Because it's not meant for man to be alone. It's just not. But if we choose to be alone, that's a whole different thing. But let it be because you are content with being alone and not because you are hurt that you're alone because brokenness will keep you bitter. It'll keep you alone. It'll keep you um, missing out on the opportunity to be happy and be loved in a way that's healthy. So with that being said, hopefully you get something out of this. 
But don't expect people to love you like you love them. And it's okay to meet them at the level that they are. And it's okay to have a standard for yourself. I'm not telling you to lower your expectations and lower what you feel like you require to be loved. You got to have some set of standards because if not, people don't know uh, what your expectations are if you just settle for any and everything. You don't have to do that just to say that somebody loves you because you got to go back and look at what it says in um, Galatians what love is defined as being. So have a good night and I'll talk to you again.